Welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Jay Kokorowski here in Madison, Wisconsin. Happy Monday night. This will be published just after I record this podcast here tonight. Uh, it is Monday evening. Had a couple days off. They had Wisconsin Badgers, had fall camp. That practice closed on Sunday. So I got a little bit of Sunday fun day with the family up in Green Bay. Checked out some Green Bay Packers training camp. Saw former Badgers Vince Beagle and Connor Sheehy practicing uh, behind. Of course, I was behind the the fence there, just uh, checking out that for about ten minutes before my kids melted down. So that was fun. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, today the Wisconsin Badgers head off, and then they come back to the field tomorrow and i'll be there for at least an hour uh, or so just due to the day job gotta gotta pay the bill somehow right folks uh again i'm jay kokorowski and this is bucky's fifth podcast and wisconsin badgers for the football squad are they're entering their third week of camp already right kind of nuts uh going into this and uh it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it you know we only have a few more practices left the media does to, to evaluate it with our own eyes what's going to happen in terms of you know what we observe uh, and what could happen and this could be a big week uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what actually transpires uh, going on this week and uh, again thanks for checking us out and, and I mean honestly like we had two episodes last week uh, and both are over a thousand listens each so uh, hopefully we're doing something right on that note and you guys aren't just making fun of my voice which honestly I wouldn't I can't blame you guys on that, but uh, let's uh, let's go take a look at uh, let's, let's hit it straight off into this, right? Um, real quick, follow us on Twitter at B5Q, uh, me at JCocoB5Q, and then you know, like us on Instagram, like check us out because we I've been having a lot of fun taking some photos. You'll see some more up from tomorrow. Uh, some great pictures that, that we've been taking over there uh, on our Instagram page. Uh, also, like us on Twitter, on face, you know, like us on Facebook whatnot we're, we're here and uh we are really trying to make an impact now and, and grow uh and give you the best badger centric coverage uh, that we can uh for free for that matter so uh let's just kick into let's just talk about the observations from this past week uh and from what i saw um you know on, was it, on saturday uh we i showed uh you know our lead for the article that we had uh regarding the practice report was scott nelson having another interception it was the second consecutive day that was open to the media where the redshirt freshman safety made some made an interception and really interesting right um really find it interesting that i mean he Worked with the first team Scott Nelson did in the spring with Patrick Johnson with Dakota Dixon out, and during this spring or just this fall, I should say, really has an ability. He's shown an ability to make interceptions. I think he's had at least three, uh, three inter- three picks for practices that have been open to the media. He had one in during team drills, uh, like first week on, and then he's had two this past week. So that's big news there. Uh, for him, uh, you know, making an impact and, and he's a big safety, you know, six, two ish range and uh, him paired with Dakota Dixon should be really, uh, intriguing there. I, I like Patrick Johnson as well. And he's gotten, I think from what looks of it, second team reps. Uh, but you know, it, it starting off my first observation, 
really looking sharp. Uh, and I think the secondary has been is very interesting, and that is uh, something that uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit more uh, coming up. And we're gonna have interviews with Kendrick Pryor that I had from this past week. Matt Henningsen's been the biggest name, I think that has emerged for someone that really popped out, didn't really pop out during the spring outside of maybe of some first team reps during the day. Like one of the practices from what I observed back then in March, but now this walk on from Menominee falls is really making an impact first team reps alongside Olive Sung, Apollo and Caden Lyles. And now uh, we spoke with him too. Uh, and it was a great chat with him. Obviously I wrote walk on this way. Uh, the ongoing legacy at the Wisconsin walk-on tradition, hashtag cheap plug. And yes, I know that, but it is a, you know, it's uh, knowing his story really intriguing there. You'll hear from him uh, a little later on uh, with the full interview. You can see the article, by the way, up on Bucky's fifth quarter.com, uh, which, which I wrote this past weekend. So uh, yeah. So now um, looking into uh, I went on a bit of a tangent there. So uh, getting back to, you know, first observation, Scott Nelson, secondary play overall. It is a, you know, on, the, on that note, uh, I like what I'm seeing out of safety with Dakota Dixon. And then also with, you have Dakota Dixon, you have Scott Nelson, the cornerbacks. Uh, I like what I've seen out of Dante Carrier-Williams. Uh, I think him, you know, he was out for a good portion of spring. I think he has the ability to be a, a good lockdown cornerback. I think he's established himself well. He's battled against the wide, re- this wide receiving core. Um, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, that's just through two weeks. And I, I, I try to hedge my bets on that note. I try to just – it's only been a couple weeks of camp. They've only had since last Thursday, really, um, you know, full pads available uh, to, to practice with. So – uh, you know, that'll be, you know, they've gone half pack here and there, but uh, which is just shoulder pads. I think, you know, starting that, that Saturday, that's yeah, Saturday, the third practice, but then last Thursday they went full pads. And so it's a it ratchet. You know, it jumps up in intensity there, but I like, you know, this last part of last couple of practices that have been open to the media. Just really seeing how, how they've, Battled against the likes of Quintez Cephas, A.J. Taylor, Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis, and others, too. Uh, there's confidence there. You want that swagger out of those defensive backs. And Scott Nelson showed it. He's been excited. Uh, you saw in my practice report him talking about uh, or me uh, noting how he, you know, and Zach Halpern did the same thing. Uh, Deion Sanders-like swagger with his little trot into the end zone. Um, you've seen guys like Fayon Hicks uh, really, uh, you know, after coming back from his uh, leg injury, make some plays there and have a little bit of uh, a little bit of celebration there. Uh, you're, you're seeing the, them John with the wide receivers too, and it's, I think it's just a healthy competition, and it, you know it's going to bring out the best of them. And I, but you know, I, I feel that with them and Caesar Williams, Deron Harrell has emerged as well, which is an interesting, uh, you know, converted wide receiver, you know, now, you know, I would, you know, with the injuries there, he's been getting some reps with the first and second team defense or the presumed first and second team, uh, you know, with Jimmy Leonard just throwing in different players for combinations to see how they stick. Uh, he's made a couple of plays here and there. It, it's been fun to watch. And 
I, you know, I think the battles there will only help them. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to feel, I guess from watching it, the question marks maybe aren't as, uh, aren't as big or, uh, pressing. Uh, I mean, obviously they need to, they're improving still. They have not played a game yet. Western Kentucky, it'll be a challenge there just to, you know, see what they do when it matters. And, but, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing out of those defensive backs. Uh, I like what they're seeing out of the wide receivers. I like what AJ Taylor's done so far. Kendrick Pryor has had a huge uh, week last week with, with touchdowns and, you know, and making plays there. Uh, and then, you know, Quintus Sivas had a good touchdown against uh, Dante Carrier Williams on Saturday. And, you know, Danny Davis has just made catch- contested catches you know, uh, a few times this, this fall camp already too. So, uh, we're not even talking about Aaron Crookshank, who I thought had a really good day, uh, late last week too, uh, who I think, um, I think Evan Flood said it best on Twitter saying he's too good to redshirt. I, I feel the same way. It's going to be interesting how they use the true freshman from Brooklyn, New York. Um, on that note, uh, you know, let's let's get to some audio real quick. We're gonna play talking about wide receivers uh, in the secondary. Let's talk with you know. Uh, I talked with Kendrick Pryor last week, uh, late last week, about just what he's. Uh, I was about th- I think it was last Thursday, uh, just talking about uh, what you know his big week early on with some touchdowns. Uh, what he sees out of this wide receiver group, uh, and also you'll you'll hear me touching base. It was after the first day of pads where Paul Chris kind of got. Uh, on the team a little bit, uh, fiery speech, kind of an impassioned speech as I, as I described it, uh, some colorful language, I think is how Jason Galloway from the Wisconsin state journal coined it. Uh, but very, uh, some words that you can't use at work, some, uh, not safe for work, uh, verbiage there, but, uh, without, you know, so I talked to Kendrick about how that helps the team and how it it could translate over the next practice, which was Friday. So uh, without further ado, here is Wisconsin's uh, one of the fatal four, as he they described it. We talk about that, too. But uh, here is one of the four wide receivers uh, from Wisconsin Badgers that it could really be breakout players there. That is Kendrick Pryor, Richard Sophomore, here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Now, first off, you know, your weekend, how are you feeling? You know, the pads were put on fully today uh, for the first time. Just, but how are you feeling throughout the first week plus of camp? Um, you know, it was pretty, you know, first couple of days it was just – a lot of install, you know, so that was more mental, the mental part of the game. But now, since we got the pads, you know, we been we went half packed the other day, but we got finally went full pass. So today was more that the physical. It's also mental, you know, mental toughness. But more is the more physical. But it felt pretty good, you know, just getting back into the things, you know, finally get to, you know, for us to work on just using our hands to get right on our blocks or, you know, just breaking things at the top of our routes, you know, kind of with pads on, you know, it's a little bit more different when you're just in helmets or when we're in spiders. But it felt pretty good, you know, just to get back into the groove of things. So when you have, like, you know, Monday and Tuesday's practices where I think, what, you had, like, three or four touchdowns or would-be touchdowns in those red zones kills and drills, and then you had uh, on Tuesday night the big touchdown, 40-plus yards. Uh, just, you know, how does, what does that do for confidence? Um, You know, for me, at this present, I'm just trying to, you know, showcase what I can do out there. You know, I could be a red zone thread or four if I need to go deep. That's why I feel like my speed comes into play if I have to go deep, I can, you know. But it just, I mean, it helps. It's always good confidence, you know, to make those plays, you know, just a booster for yourself. But to me personally, I feel like I should I should be making those. It's nothing special. Like, to me, it's nothing special, you know, making those, the red zone, the, that red zone day or the catch the other day. I just feel like it's something I should be doing because 
that's the reason why I'm here. So, but it's also just you know confidence, you know, just building off of that, you know, building off that to the next day. Right, but don't get like I, you don't want to get complacent. Oh yeah, I made that the other day, or I made this catch. You know, you just always want to keep progressing after each day. When it comes to, I mean, I know Coach Chris, I didn't hear the full message, but I know he had a little bit of a fiery message at the end of practice. Like, well, what does that do for you? What did he maybe um, say, per se say? And then, like, how do you guys translate that to maybe what's you know going on tomorrow or going forward? You know, it's always just good coaching by Coach Chris when he has something like that. You know, it's always when he talks like that, it's always probably for the best. You know, probably something he saw. Maybe you know, for him, he sees everything. You know, for me, I'm probably just worrying about. <laughs> My assignment, the player, what I'm supposed to do, but you know, it just helps us. You know, tomorrow for us to, we just need to bring up, pick up the intensity tomorrow. You know, today was full of pads, and like you said, some people are mental, mentally tough. You know, this is probably our longest practice of the year, which is like fatigue. People get fatigued, but it's only to help us get better because you know, in the game time, you know, who knows, you may be out there. A couple play, maybe one play, you know, or maybe out there a ten plays. So you know, just always bringing your best whenever you step out on the field. So, Fatal Four, how did that come about? Uh, I was just playing around when we had our photo shoot, and I just thought about it. People, I guess, I was just playing around, but people caught on and stuck with it. So I mean, if that's what they call us, I guess that's what it is. But you know, it was just you know just us having fun out there, not taking away anything from the other receivers. It was just us four right there, and I just. I just thought of it on the spot. <laughs> well, in terms of confidence, I mean, I saw the confidence that you had after, like, I think one of the touchdowns had a yeah. punt and then a dunk on uh, earlier this week. Uh, just how much confidence does this group have? And then, but also, how do you guys temper that with like expectations and continuing to grind? Um, you know, we really try not to worry about outside noise because, for a team perspective, say when we first got here, like me, Q, and AJ projected us to go six and six, and then we end up only losing two games and winning our bowl game. You know, last year they projected stuff for us, and then this year, you know, they're projecting us to be top, top four in the country. So we really try to not to worry about that for a team perspective. Same thing for the receivers. You know, it's the same group as last year when people were running. Oh, who's going to step up? That cue's gone. Nothing really has changed. I mean, we've gotten better. You know, bigger, stronger, but nothing has changed from inside our room. Not worrying about what other people are saying because if people can say whatever they want, but if we don't go out there and produce on the field, none of that noise matter whether it's good or bad. They talk about we go out there and produce. It doesn't matter what they say. And if we don't, if they say good stuff and we go out there and don't produce, it still doesn't matter. You know, just we always just try to worry about ourselves, you know, just working on what we can do to get better and uh, just confidence for just to gain confidence for ourselves. Just a couple more questions for you. What are some of the things that you're trying to work on, you know, like that you've take, taken from, you know, I know you were out a little bit during spring, but what are you trying to work on, you know, for fall camp and then, you know, into the season? But what else have you seen from, like, the other um, receivers too? You know, me just staying more mentally sharp, you know, with playbook and stuff, never, just because some stuff I kind of know never, don't just get complacent with what I'm doing. You know, I was staying in there looking over some things, you know, Learning, learning how to read defenses more, you know, just things like that. Nothing, I just can't be complacent with what I'm doing, you know. I always gotta, it's always something extra you can be doing, even if you've been here one year or you've been here five. You know, it's always something extra you can do, because if you don't, someone else is always doing something extra if you want to be that guy. And then my last question. In terms of your strength, what do you think your strengths are? But then what do you think are the strengths of, of guys like Quintez and AJ and, and uh, you know, and, uh, Danny, for that matter? You know, I mean, me personally, uh, I got, I guess you could say my speed, you know. I feel like personally I could, you know, go deep on someone or if I have to, you know, catch a jump ball over somebody. 
I just feel like my athleticism is just, that's my game, you know, I can run pretty fast, so I get to jet around the end of rounds, you know, or I can go over the top if I need to and make some tough catches. You know, Danny, his game, you know, makes tough catches, you know, he's got good ball skills, whatever. Most of the time, if it's on him, even if you're on him, he's real catchy, you know, AJ, he's real quick, you know, off the line and stuff, can beat you with his speed, you know, Q, big body guy, you know, Julio, like for some people we call him Julio, you know, he's just a big body guy, you know, he'll muscle with you, and then, but he'll take, he can take you deep too, or he, he definitely can go over the top, so it's always good, you know, just everyone having a different skill set, which I think that's what helps, makes us uh, a good receiver group. Folks, that was again Kendrick Pryor here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast, Jake Kukorowski, and, you know, Going into, you know, I asked you guys about this. We're going to do some fan mailbag, Tim. I'm going to break out these questions. We're going to get to the Matt Henningsen interview in just a few minutes. Um, let's go to another question from Brad Winter at Brad underscore Shepherd and seven. Uh, and like I said, the, the, we kind of rolled into that question too, about the how serious is the Gaglianoni injury? Is he being held out of practice for precautionary reasons? Uh, I mean, he is being held out for precautionary reasons during fall camp right now. It's, uh, it is, uh, we'll see what he does tomorrow. Uh, you've, we've seen Colin Larsh, a redshirt, uh, freshman out of Monona Grove. And then also Zach Hintz handle the place kicking duties. there, both walk-ons and they have the leg. I think they both have a decent, they both have decent legs when it comes to, you know, range. Uh, is anyone like Rafael Gaglianoni where hit, you know, it's like a cannon coming out of his leg. Not necessarily, but I do think they have enough strength in there that um, we'll see about accuracy. I haven't necessarily kept track of if they've connected on all of them uh, or how many field goals. But um, again, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be a season long thing. Uh, I don't have any insider info on that, but it's just something to watch and see when he comes back. And uh, this is like the last week that we'll be able to see it uh, in person with the practices open and available to the media. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, again, uh, we, you know, we'll see when, when Rafael Gaglianoni comes back. And uh, he, he shaved his mustache. I know this is not a part of the question, but, I mean, I was sad that he, that he cut the stash because I had a stash going on. Uh, but that's a different story. Uh, but, yeah, big, big thanks to Brad on that. Uh, we got from Brandon Fanning. Which players do you think have made the biggest improvement from spring to fall? And this is going to lead into our conversation with our interview with Matt Henningsen. So segue there. But honestly, I feel guys like Scott Nelson, uh, some defensive backs like that, like Scott Nelson, Duran Harrell, I think is huge. Uh, the fact that he's, you know, he's made a couple of pass breakups. Uh, he's still learning the position. He's still young. I mean, it's a converted wide receiver. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's smooth and he, you know, Jim Leonard talked about that in the audio that we played on last, uh, the last episode about just how he can move in and out of, of routes there. Uh, and I think he's only scratched the surface. It should be interesting to see what Harold does. He's a former gray shirt and, uh, just, I, you know, if he can break through, you know, I still think the top four right now for cornerbacks are, you know, Dante Carrier Williams, Madison Cohn. Fayon Hicks, Caesar Williams, and Caesar Williams has been getting more first-team reps with Carrier Williams uh, the past few days uh, that were for the practices that have been open to the media. But uh, I think you know Harrell's also with the injuries. The Fayon Hicks has worked in there, and he hasn't looked bad, you know, and he's looked he's looked pretty good. And you know that's only more depth because you know injuries will come sometime during the year. And with Cone even injured too, uh, Dante Burton has gotten some reps there too. 
Um, so I think Burton uh, playing in the slot, uh, he played A.J. Taylor pretty well a couple days ago. We'll, we'll see how that progresses, but you can never have enough defensive backs uh, you know, that, that can cover, uh, especially with the different sub-packages, and then, like I said, injuries come up there as well. But uh, other players, uh, Aaron Cruikshank, um, you know, towards the end of spring, we, we told you guys that we felt that, you know, a lot, a lot of us media said that Crookshank was kind of like the MVP of spring ball, especially towards the end, that last spring scrimmage, he was on fire. Uh, and I, I feel that he, you know, like I said, I don't think he's going to redshirt this year unless something drastic happens. But uh, I think he's got the talent and the ability. He's got the returner's ability too. We'll see where he is uh, come August 31st. But uh, he's got a lot of potential there, uh, and I think it, not just as a returner, but as a receiver in certain sub packages. And we'll see what they do with him there. Um, Caden Lyles, I think the biggest improvement from spring to fall, just in fall, just being the first team defensive end currently, which is insane. Um, I'm still, it's hard to process that. I mean, we, you know, we um, just to see, you know, 323 pound nose tackle or offensive lineman convert to nose tackle, and then become an end uh it's really interesting from my vantage point uh, and i think it's it, you know uh he's held his own from what i've seen too and uh, he'll only get better and you know it's going to take the rest of fall camp it'll take uh you know and, you know and just learning more and more i mean he just started the position a little while ago so uh but i think he's made a big improvement there just for i mean just in fall camp alone. Uh, and then Reggie Pearson, I think is another interesting name. Um, you know, he's running with Patrick Johnson. He's an early enrollee, true freshman. Reggie Pearson is, and you know, he's, you know, starting off with camp. Like he was rolling with, uh, Patrick Johnson is some a safety combination. You know, he's done some work with, from what I've seen, I think I believe it was Travian Blaylock, uh, the other true freshman who I think really is interesting, uh, in, in being working with the safeties more than a cornerback, uh, he's got the frame for it, uh, and so we'll see how that plays out uh, for those true freshmen. But I like what Pearson has done. He got a pass breakup. Um, and I think it's more. I don't know if it's necessarily what he, you know, stuff that stood out to the eye because I'm not necessarily the most uh, scout worthy type player where I can assess who has the best bend as an offensive lineman per, per se. But you know, with with what Pearson's doing and like who he's been paired with. Uh, it should be interesting to see uh, if he actually red shirts or if there's a place for him in the two deep there. Um, but yeah, but then there's this guy. I think maybe he takes the cake besides Scott Nelson. And that would be Matt Henningsen, the defensive end, walk on from Menominee Falls, uh, was a two star kid by 24 7 Sports. Rivals listed about seven offers from him uh, back before he committed to Wisconsin back in was it June or July of 2016. Uh, we wrote an article about Matt and what his journey into Wisconsin, just like how he's progressed even from spring until summer to, to fall. And you'll hear from him. It's a great conversation uh, with Henningsen. Uh, we'll play that now. And I think, you know, now that he's been getting the first team reps, he started off with the second team uh, early on in camp. And then he replaced Aaron Vopel uh, with the starting ends there. I think he's, you know, it's, it's another traditional story. I mean, if barring injury, uh, another walk-on tradition story where there's an opportunity. You lose Chikwe Obashi, Connor Sheehy, Alec James, 156 career games. I know that stats ad nauseum. I know we've talked a lot about it here uh, on the podcasts, uh, on our episodes. But now he has the ability, you know, this ability uh, to step up, 
there's there's a hole to be filled, especially with Garrett Rand and Isaiah Loudermilk injured. Rand out for the year. Loudermilk's status is cloudy. They don't know when he'll be back, but you have a guy like Matt Henningsen step up, take advantage of the reps that he's had, and uh, now you're seeing the results there. So here's our conversation with Matt here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. We're now, and we're here with Matt Henningsen from Anomaly Falls, walk-on, seeing some time at the first team defensive line. How's, how's it been the first week of you know, fall camp? My first week of fall camp is going great. Um, I've been, everyone's been getting their opportunities, and uh, we've been doing everything we can to take advantage of our opportunities, learning as much as we can, um, and just working our technique, and just trying to find a good rotation for our group. And, you know, when it comes to when I know, I think, if I remember correctly, you, you got some first-team reps, you know, when injuries hit uh, during the spring. When did the, you know, the progressions, you know, as a end, like, when did you, everything start clicking for you where you felt comfortable and, you know, you start, the ascension kind of started for you to, to make, you know, get into the reps with second-team, first-team? Yeah, so in the spring, I, 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 like, dedicated everything to learning and, that has its drawbacks because I was always thinking too much while I was out on the field. So that's why um, I always felt like I was playing slow, even though um, I was getting the opportunities I wanted. I wasn't taking advantage of them the way I would have liked. Um, so I took advantage, but the main way I took advantage of the spring was just learning everything. And then through the summer, I uh, was working on my technique a lot, my footwork, my hands, my physicality. And then coming in the fall clamp, fall camp is when it completely switched for me um i started getting my reps my opportunities he told me that i was going to get my chances um, and um i've been i've been getting a lot more physical i stopped thinking and hopefully we can ease into a rotation with our guys and uh figure something out from here when it comes to I mean, the defense and technique, it's mostly like a four-eye, right? Mm-hmm. Out, out of the base, at least. Mm-hmm. Base, like, how hard is that technique to learn? Um, it, it's pretty tough. Uh, like, last year during fall, I, I didn't know what I was doing, really. Like, I, I, I learned from the older guys, but it was tough to catch on. And then once I – I was actually, I actually started out as a nose tackle last year, if you remember. And um, – and then once I switched to four, I started figuring out. And uh, it's actually so much different from the nose tackle position. But uh, once I started figuring out the techniques, the, uh, the different blocks, the different steps, stuff like that, it, it's grown on me. And I'm, I think I'm doing pretty well. I was going to say, getting first team reps. Yeah, it's saying something. And then when you now, uh, you know, like, Come into Wisconsin, you know, come into Wisconsin, you know, walk on, if I'm not mistaken. Like how, how was the journey for you? Like, what made you choose Wisconsin back then? And, and... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, I grew up a Badger fan, of course, but grew up in Wisconsin. Always been a Badger fan. My three older brothers all came through here. My parents came here. But um, the main reason was the academics here at Wisconsin. I mean, I, I'm an engineering major, and uh, I want to uh, take advantage of everything I can get from a college experience so um, yeah this is one of the best places in the nation for engineering and i just hope to take advantage of that that's basically what separated wisconsin from every other place 
and I mean, when it comes to you know, like how many other offers did, offers did you have from? Right, from you know, I'm not sure. It was more than ten. More than ten. And I mean, goal. I mean, obviously, goals for yourself is, is put in a position to, to play. But is there any expectations that you have set for yourself now? Now that you know things are you said moving faster. Like, like, what are your expectations for yourself heading into the season? Um, I just want. I want to play. I want to work into a rotation. I want to get on the field. I want our defensive line as a unit to come together um, and just work together as a group because um, uh, we haven't really, it hasn't clicked yet and uh, we just need to, once we ease into a rotation and we start seeing who's getting all the reps and everything, it's going to start, it's going to start coming together and we'll, and we'll be ready by August 31st. I mean, like you everyone's getting their opportunities. So, I mean, there's no rotation yet. Everyone's having their chances. And, and what does it mean being a walk-on coming here? I mean, the walk-on program here is awesome, as you know. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. It's, it's different, too. It's like you got a chip on your shoulder. It's your... You get your chances, and when you take advantage of those chances, everyone's kind of like taken aback, like, whoa, that's a walk-on. But, I mean, you're also treated the same, and it's it's a good experience. All right, folks, that you hear that was Matt Henningsen here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast, our discussion with him from earlier, uh, was it, it was later last week, uh, last Friday. So uh, back to some mailbag time. Uh, now we're going to talk to, uh, and we're leading right in with, with some more talk there from John Meck at Bleed Badger Red. Do you think Matt Henningsen will be the starter at defensive end game one? Now, I don't know what type of sub packages they'll use against Western Kentucky, but uh, I thought I saw him. And I'm not, I have to, I'll have to take a look when they go to nickel sub package tomorrow and like later this week. I, you know, I think he'll be part of that combination. He'll get a rotation in there. I think he'll start in a base 3 4 defense potentially. Uh, if Isaiah Loudermilk isn't back, uh, I do feel that. There could be a good. Uh, I think it would be Olive Sangapolu or Sangapolu, Caden Lyles, and then if Isaiah Loudermilk comes back, I think Loudermilk will be in there. I think Henningsen will take Loudermilk's place there. Uh, I, I don't know if Loudermilk will be available for Western Kentucky uh, a couple of Fridays from now, but I do think. I mean, he'll obviously be in the rotation, uh, and I think he's. From what it's, I mean, he hasn't made any bad plays from what I've seen, like nothing that stood out. Uh, so I, I think he, if they go to a base 3 4 defense, I think he will start. I, I think him and, you know, Olive Songapolu could be a combination for the defensive sub package when they go to a 2 4 5 look, which means two defensive linemen, four linebackers, and five defensive backs. So uh, I think he will, I think there's a very good chance he could start. Uh, once Isaiah Loudermilk comes back, uh, I think he'll be part of the rotation. I think he, him and Caden Lyles and Loudermilk and Volpel, I think I'm more, and obviously like disclaimer, right? Still really early on, extremely early on. They've, they're going up against a great offensive line with Wisconsin badge. So that's why maybe there's that a false sense of confidence, but these, you know, it doesn't mean anything yet until they, you know, they go on the field with a game that counts and they play 60 minutes of football against an opponent that's not their teammates. Uh, and so uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, but I think uh, this, you know, they're, they're finding players there. Uh, I know Henningsen said they haven't found the rotation yet, uh, but I, I feel like there may be some pieces starting to fit into certain 
parts of the puzzle now. Uh, we'll see, like, this week's going to be big, uh, I think. Uh, and but like I said, another disclaimer, too, Jonathan Taylor, once media, pra- you know, availability was closed for practices, turned on, became a cool start, uh, a co-starter, and then a Doak Walker Award finalist. So, you know, like someone else could pop up all of a sudden. We'll see what, you know, potentially some redshirt freshman, like, a, like an Isaiah Mullins, if he can learn a position, if he's physically ready, if he can learn the playbook there, maybe he pops up towards the end of the year. But game one, I think Henningsen has a really good, you know, really good chance, really good shot in my ability, in my opinion. Uh, last question. Thank you guys, by the way. This is this is great stuff um, from Chris Hole. Hopefully, I pronounced your last name right. At MN Badger Dad. This is a recruiting question, and so hopefully uh, we're going to get some recruiting stuff going on, uh, some recruiting talk next episode, which will be next Sunday, uh, working on some things there. Uh, is it unrealistic for fans to ever expect UW to have a top 10 recruiting class? With the academic requirements in place, is it more realistic for fans to expect a class in the top 15 to 30 a la Stanford? And that's a really good point. Uh, I don't know. Unrealistic is tough. You know, obviously they got as high as number three for those that remember back like earlier this year um, in the nation is still really early on. And they, and they have a lot of great pieces, right? Uh, according to 24-7 Sports, uh, a five-star offensive lineman in Logan Brown. You have an Elite 11, the opening file, finals type quarterback, four-star kid in Graham Mertz being a quarterback, right? Uh, you have other players, uh, you know, Joe Titman, who's a four-star uh, from 24-7 Sports. You have you know, Samar Melvin, a four-star kid. According to Rivals, you have, uh, you know, a high three-star kid in Hayden Rucci uh, at tight end, uh, Julius Davis, Leo Chanel, um, you know, others uh, is within this class, too, uh, that, are, that are high up there. Uh, I think this class has the ability to, you know, to be really special. I think... I think based off of what you said, one part's academics that you have to, you know, that Wisconsin has to take into consideration, but also geography. It's a, you know, Wisconsin's at a distinct disadvantage where they are geographically. That's just the way it is. You're in a Big Ten school that's up in the Midwest compared to going to a school in Florida, uh, Georgia, Texas, California. Though you know those schools, you know obviously the warmer climates play. You know, skill players are are down there. They may want to stay closer to home. However, uh, I, I think I think 15 to 30 is a good range for Wisconsin. I think uh, you want to get t- top 15. I mean, you've you've seen what Paul Chris can do as a head coach, coaching players that you know it's the Wisconsin way of of, of you know they've you've seen what they've done with walk-ons or or you know uh, players that haven't been as highly recruited and you turn them into all-conference players. These teams, you know, they're 10 plus win seasons. They're going to New Year's Six Bowls. Uh, I know fans want to hear they can get a top 10 class. I mean, I think uh, I'm not putting it out of the picture completely, but I think 15 to 30 is much more realistic uh, to, to go after. And I think this class will be one of those classes that, that, that could do it. Uh, You know, they're still going after a four-star tackle and Bryce Benhart out of Minnesota. There is a a four-star lineman out of Ohio and, and Rodas uh, Johnson. Uh, who just picked up a Texas offer, which I know could be a, a game changer. Uh, Isaiah Gibson, Springfield, Ohio defensive tackle, who just picked up offers from Georgia and Florida uh, and just visited Georgia, according to, I think it was Rivals and 24-7 Sports, you know, if he chooses Wisconsin. So there's a really, you know, I mean, they have players there. 
that could really, you know, we'll see how it all turns out. And they got Spencer Lytle, a high three-star kid out of St. John Bosco High School in California. So there are some pieces there. This class uh, definitely has the, the potential to be special there. Uh, and we'll see how it plays out. But I think 15 to 30, I think, Chris, that's a great call out. I, I think, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you've seen the, what the coaching can do uh, with classes that aren't as high. Uh, imagine what, you know, like if you can get, if Chris and company can get players from, you know, you know, like that, uh, you know, and get a higher recruited class, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But, um, I think 15 to 30 is a, I think it's a good benchmark to see if they can hit for now. So thank you guys. And thank you guys for the mailbox. Keep, keep this coming. We'll keep this going weekly. Uh, I enjoy this. Uh, and you guys make me flux my brain as much as I can. So I appreciate you guys. On that note, we're going to wrap it up here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. I got to get to bed. Uh, early morning rising. Uh, we'll have this up in just a bit. Uh, thank you guys again. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You guys want some cool pictures, you know, to see some cool pictures. We got those up first and foremost on Instagram. Uh, listen to this podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, on the TuneIn app. Subscribe for free. You know, subscribe doesn't mean uh, for, you know, going on iTunes and hitting subscribe or Google Play and hitting subscribe. It doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, we just, That way it just automatically downloads into your queue. Once we have a new episode up, boom, it's there for you. So, uh, and also give us feedback man uh, guys you know guys gals everyone just give us feedback because we want to you know be the best badger centric the most badger centric podcast out there and so don't hesitate so let's know what we can do better we got hey we got 10 ratings averaging five stars we appreciate you guys for giving that feedback uh let's know what else we can we can do to improve uh so we're averaging like i said five stars we got what out of the 10 reviews we got eight of them being five stars Two reviews, give us four stars. We appreciate the honest feedback. Keep that coming. So uh, on that note, you guys heard Kendrick Pryor earlier in the show. You heard Matt Henningsen from my interviews uh, earlier this week during a player availability. Come back, like I said, on Sunday. We're going to have uh, more observations. I'll try to get a guest on, too, just to sit down and just kind of chat about what, uh, you know, this past week has shown and uh, what can be, you know, what now that the practices are going to be closed in the media starting, uh, you know, after next Saturday or this upcoming Saturday. Uh, you know, what we've seen uh, from the from a reporter's point of view. So uh, look forward to that. Look forward to some recruiting stuff there too, uh, some recruiting news. And tune in next time. This is Jake Kokorowski again. Follow me uh, at JakeCocoB5Q, pretty please. And thanks again for listening to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. 